Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junta. And we're here with a very, very, very special guest. He is the number two ranked prospect for the Texas Rangers. Is that good? And the number 74 ranked prospect in all of baseball. Not a big deal. It's my boy, Sam Huff. How's it going, Sam? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to keep in there. I mean, baseball is technically pretty much coming back now. I mean, you see these people doing these – you see teams doing these scrimmages, which you're partaking in, I saw on Twitter. Uh, so let's, let's go right into that. I mean, how's, uh, how, how's spring training 2.0 with the Texas Rangers going, man? It's been good, man. Um, we've been really – as and we all agreed that we need to really self-quarantine stay as safe as possible. I think Todd Frazier talked about it, Chu, uh, Elvis, we all talked about it. And we agreed that we could go a couple months with without seeing our families to play the game we like to play. And so we, we said we were going to do it, and we did it. So it's been – it's been fun so far. We've been having fun. We've been we've been jawing at each other. We've been getting into it. It's been fun. It, it, it's honestly insane because if you look back at it, man, I mean, who would have ever thought that we would be having spring training again in July? And you mentioned Todd Frazier. He's a vet. He's a big league vet. He's well-known across Major League Baseball. What is he like, man? Because he seems like he's a funny-ass guy. He He's actually – he's really fun to, to talk to. He's uh, – a like you see him walking through, he says what's up to you, and he kind of walks by you. But he's very business. Like it's his work. He he's been self quarantined himself. He uh, he's been keeping his distance from everyone. But he's overall he's a cool guy. Yeah, he sounds like he's a beauty because like if you if you look at him back when he when he was on Cincinnati, he was very like uh, and he was good like interacting with the fans and stuff. So I'm fired up to yeah. see, especially him on the Texas Rangers this year. And how does the team look, man? I mean. Texas Rangers last year kind of struggled, not not the greatest of a year, but you guys got a guy that just literally just demolishes baseballs for a living, Joey Gallo. So you guys will be all right. So how how have the scrimmages been like, man? It's been good. It's been it's been different not seeing Joey because he just got he just got cleared, and a couple guys that were like kind of uh, starting to get cleared, Guzzi got cleared. So it's we're slowly getting everyone back in. We got Josh Jung. We've got pretty much everyone that I've been with in spring and kind of just been hanging out with. So it's been nice to see everyone. I mean, we're used to being in season. We're about like four months into it. We should be still playing. And I'm used to being away from Arizona, being in a uh, different baseball for a long period of time and spending time with the guys and just doing baseball every day. I think that's what we truly, really miss is playing every day and having that the grind almost. Yeah, and we talked about last episode, we talked about the new Texas Rangers stadium. And and it was getting roasted on Twitter. I mean, the top of the stadium was just getting absolutely chirped on Twitter. It looks like a barbecue grill. Um, I forgot what else it was. It was some funny-ass shit being said about the stadium. What is it like, man? Because for me, it looks like the Houston Astros field. Am I right on that? It's kind of similar to that? Yeah, so it's all turf indoors. We're actually two levels of seats lower than ground level so we're actually way below what we should be in i mean the turf amazing it's 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 actually an awesome stadium it's just it's different because we're used to when we hit a ball accidentally it goes out this ball this field more true to like an actual game so you actually have to hit and earn what you get you're not just going to mistakenly hit it out anymore and let's break some news here i mean what's the batting average for sam huff right now in the inner squads like what are you doing 
Uh, so I, I'm one for two right now. I've, I, I've been catching so much, but I've got a, I got a sing off of Lyles and I just had, we just had a game today and I flew out to right center, but there's no outfielder. So I started running and pretending that I was going to be a triple or something, but it's been awesome. Like getting my ABs, getting my work in, it's been very, I've been very serious about what I need to do and what I need to do, prepare myself for whenever, if I get the call or if anything happens, I'll be ready. But I think overall as a team, we're, we're really good. We're, we're doing what we need to do. And, the guys are all coming together, and we want to win. And the, and this is this is an off-field podcast. You've been in the minors since I believe 2017. Am I right on that? 16. 16. 2016. Not yeah. a stats guy. So you've been in the minors for a pretty good amount of time. We like to uh, we like to talk talk a little bit about a couple funny minor league stories. I'll give you a little a couple that we've had just to just to give you a basis. One story of a minor league fan climbed the foul pole and he was blackout drunk in the middle of a game and there was no security guards to get him off the pole. Do you have any stories along those lines, just hilarious model these stories where you're like, this wouldn't happen in any other, any other planet, any other professional sport? I remember we were in Asheville. Where it was like 2018, where it was my first time like in full season. So I think uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, outfielder for us, came up, and he was with the Rockies. He got trade over to us, and so we – we're playing and a fan yells out 1.4 million ain't worth nothing. And next pitch, he goes backside and run and he's walking up and this fans like, he's obviously drunk, but like, he's like just John at Pedro and Pedro tells him to come on the field. This guy starts coming onto the field and running out there and everyone had to stop him. And Pedro was kind of like walking towards him and gosh, it was, it was going to get bad, but luckily, luckily somebody, Adam, he was really drunk, so he got pulled, and he was waiting outside the dugout and the clubhouse. So we had they had to escort him off, but he was a he was a little drunk that night. Yeah, it's just it's hilarious because I came up with a rule. Um, I don't know if I came up with this. I might have heard this somewhere, but I came up with a rule that every player on every team gets one fan or umpire. They get to fight every year, so they get to, in the center. You go into center field, you fight a fan or an umpire, and this fan clearly wanted it. Do you think Pedro, who's I'm assuming is a pretty big guy, would have just took this guy to the cleaners? Yeah. It, it's crazy because he's actually like six five, six six, very skinny. But you look at him and he's a big guy. He's big forearms, big chest, big shoulders. Like you don't really want to mess with Pedro because he'll he'll come after you. But Pedro just looked at me and said he's kind of like waving him off, like he doesn't want it. So I went my separate ways and I started laughing, but. It, it's crazy like we have people spit on our players we've had people like throw beer on us like it's <laughs> i don't get it. like we we're in Colombia and some guy spit on pedro like he just spit on him and we all looked at the guy and the guy got escorted off but pedro like kicked dirt on him and tell him to get out of here and we we're i was just looking at him like how's that happen how do you do that and so it's it, we we've seen it all especially us like we go to crazy places like greenville we go to columbia we've gone everywhere yeah and you played in hickory i believe right which is like a pretty yeah. cool i believe where is it is that in uh it's this uh sally league so that's out in uh like kind of the like an hour away from charlotte okay so like, i mean it's not like it's not that much in the country right like it's not like no. boonies like but you guys probably have to face teams with like a ton of redneck fans right i mean just oh, guys yeah. that are 
insanely, I guess, rude to the players. They hate the opposing teams, and they go to the games to get blackout drunk, which I respect. I respect the last part. But what's, like, the weirdest town that you've kind of been in where you were kind of – where you were, like, if I didn't play minor league baseball, man, I wouldn't even second-guess coming to a town like this. Greenville, South Carolina. (laughs) Well, what is that town like? Like, it's very small population, like – insane yeah so so it's like i think 20 minutes from clemson so okay you get a bunch of clemson kids you get a bunch of old kind of baseball fan people and people that just want to get drunk so they'll come to the field and i i always like to hit in greenville so i'd play good there but there'd be guys like john at like a guy named matt wally they'd go after him they'd go after tyreek reed like they went after a bunch of people and like, I'll, they'll come after me, and I'll just kind of, like, brush it off because, like, they tell us, like, you don't really – if you, like, show them that you care, then they'll keep going. So, yeah. we had Wally would tell him to F off, and it's, <laughs> it, it, it gets to the point where, like, people say, like – you get people saying, like, hey, catcher, you suck, or, like, hey, nice body, nice butt. Like, like you look back, and it's like, all right, they're, like, college students, like, college girls or guys that are just drunk, and – you kind of think like if I was if I wasn't playing baseball like like if I went to Clemson I mean I'd go to a baseball game and drink a couple of beers like it's it's just baseball I love baseball yeah no it just it, it definitely puts into perspective you put yourself in their shoes there's a couple of university kids that want to get after it and, that, and that's a pretty yeah. it's a place you can legally get after it and I respect it the next thing that I want to talk yeah. about is I didn't mention this in the intro because I wanted to, I had to keep you a little bit humble here you were in the futures game I believe it was last year right not a big deal whatever. Kind of sick, unbelievable. You have to play. You're pretty much a major league all star. We're gonna call you. What was that futures game like? Yeah. And first of all, how surreal was that when you found out you're you're go you're playing the futures game for uh, for the for Team USA? Thank you for your service. So <laughs> it was it was weird. So I was in Charleston. No, no, I was in uh, I was in Carolina in High A. I was in the Carolina League. I was playing the Mudcats. Yes. And so I was, I went 0 for 5 on the day with four punchies and a pop up. And so a couple of guys get named off to go to Double A, and they tell me to stand up. Sam, stand up! And I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm not going to Double A. I, I went 0 for 5 today. Why would I go 0 for 5? And so our coach is like, hey, "What'd you, what'd you hit today?" And I was like, oh, "I was 0 for 5 with four punchies." And he's like, "Oh, sombrero!" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, uh, well." The reason why I brought you up here is no big deal, but uh, Sam's going to represent us in the Futures game. And I kind of looked down. Like, I, I was kind of like, what'd you say? He's like, you're going to the Futures game. I was like, oh. And everyone started cheering. They're coming after me. And I, I was like, I was confused. I was like, I just went 0 for 5. Like, and I'm going to the Futures game. I guess that's that's awesome. So it, it hit me when I was in the car. I told my parents. They were actually there that series when I got told. So it was kind of cool. And uh, I was like, Dad, like, we got problems kind of, like, in J- June or July. Like, we kind of might have to, like, leave for a couple of days. And he's like, what happened? I was like, oh, I'm going to the Futures game. And he kind of looked at me and was like, what would you say? I was like, oh, I'm going to the Futures game. And he's like, okay, well, that's awesome. Like, he was he was getting excited. And I told my mom, my aunt. And so I, I called my girlfriend. I told everyone. So it was, it was cool. And then when they finally announced it on – the internet and stuff and social media it was it was everyone's texting me so it was a cool experience it's insane man because i was talking about this with nate pearson and 
that that was kind of his coming out party was that futures game like people were kind of like this guy throws absolute gas who was a guy yeah. for you that stood out at that game because you're a catcher right so you get to see all yeah. these guys all the movement on these pitches you get you're pretty much you got the best seat in the house on 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 like a Nate Pearson fastball so who was a couple yeah. guys a couple guys that stood out for you Kelnick, I got a bunch of guys. Like I was sitting by Luis Roberts. I was, I sat by Singer. I sat by the whole Royal staff, pretty much like lined in a row. I Manning. I sat by him with Detroit. I sat by. I saw Nate. Like I saw Nate. I was at first base when Nate was pitching. So I was. I was sitting there and I watched Gavin miss 104, and I look up and it's like 104. I was like, and Gav, later that night on the bus, Gavin was like. Yeah, nothing big. About to get blown up on Twitter about striking out on 104, and I was. <laughs> yeah. And Nate was sitting there, and he started laughing. But Nate was awesome. I I watched him from the side, seeing how hard he threw, how consistent, like how he hit his spots, and like what he did. He wasn't really. It didn't look like he was bothered by the situation we were in. He was just kind of out there. It was another day. He wasn't going to let anything get to him. It, it, it is. It, it, it's just like if you look at those kind of guys, there's just some guys when you're watching the Futures game that are just they, – they have that mentality like they're meant to be there, right? Trust me. I was I was sitting there. I was sitting by Luis Roberts. I saw all these guys, and these guys are all top prospect first-rounders, and I was just happy to be there. I was the only Ranger guy. I looked at everyone. I was just – I talked to reporters. They're like, hey, like, so, like, what are you feeling? I was like, to be honest, I'm just happy to even be in this locker room with everyone and be near everybody who's on this team. Like, it's – it's this is just probably, like, the, what I've dreamed for as a kid, watching these games, seeing all these guys, and me being in the, the game was probably the best experience. Like, it, the day went by so quick, I couldn't even hardly remember, like, what I was doing. So, but what, did it, go, what did you go in that game? Who did, Like, who did you end up facing? Um, so I faced the uh, guy from, from the Marlins. It was like Severino or something oh like that. Oh my god, that guy throws gas! What do you, you go? What did you go against them? So I went. I grounded out to Gavin on a like ninety-eight or a hundred sinker coming in on me. And my whole goal was not to break my bat on the in the game. So I'm yeah. thinking, okay, I just got to somehow get my head out. So I'm I foul off a pitch. I miss a fastball and. He's been – he was spinning me, like, curveballs. And I'm thinking, this guy throws, a, like, 98 to 100. He told me that day, he's like, I want to break 102 on the on oh the uh, the radar gun. So, I'm thinking in my head before I get up there, I'm like, well, he's about to break 102, he said. So, it's going to be interesting. So, I go up there, ground out, and then I face uh, a guy from the Colorado Rockies. I, I forgot his name. Good pitcher. Like, had good stuff. Like, his changeup, I – so I don't know how I laid off it, but it, it was a good pitch. And then he left a – it was a good fastball inside, and I somehow got to it, and the rest is history. You hit a nuke? Yeah. Let's go! Dude, how did I not know that? You hit a nuke yeah, so, in the Futures game? Yeah, so I, I was uh, – I hit a nuke, and then um, they came up to me. I think Haiwadi came up to me and started interviewing me, and I – I was kind of like confused at the start and then she was like, Oh, by the way, stay here. You might be the MVP of the game. And I looked at her, I was like, what? So we're, we're tied because it was seven innings. And so I got, uh, I forgot his name on the, the Orioles. He was, he couldn't, he wasn't going to pitch if we didn't go on. Grayson extra, Rodriguez. Grayson Rodriguez right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he came up to me after the game and 
he was like, thank you so much for doing that. I wouldn't have got to pitch today. And I looked at him, I was like, yeah, no problem, bro. Like you did good. And he's like, thanks bro. And he walked away. And so we're, we're going through the line. I'm pounding everyone. And that pitcher saw me, he kind of looked pissed. I was like, I, I was like, sorry, like, but I was just doing my job, like trying to get a hit. And uh, I think Heidi came up to me again and said, Hey, you're the MVP. Like stay here. Oh and my I, God. I looked at her. I was like, excuse me. And she was like, you're the MVP. You have to stay here. Come up here. And I looked to my left and King Griffith Jr. is on my left and everyone's standing there. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, what's going on right now? I was confused. Like you, you can watch the video. I was really confused. Cause I was like, I, I didn't, ex- I come to the, I came to the futures game. I didn't expect to even be in it. I somehow hit a home run and I'm a futures game MVP. And it's probably the craziest story anyone could know. Cause like I, I personally didn't even think I was even going to make it but when I started in Hickory. Dude, I – and honestly, this makes me look horrible that I didn't even know you are the Futures Game MVP. I just saw you in the Futures Game because, I mean, if I was you, I would have posted an Insta every single week of me holding up the Futures Game MVP trophy. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's incredible that you didn't take advantage of that, man, because I would have just – it would have been in my Instagram bio, to be honest. Yes. So, I, I don't – I just – I don't really care. I think it was – Personally, like going through that, running around the bases, soaking in like what happened and everything that I went through, it's I remember it and it's it's crazy how it happened and everyone like mobbing me when I was kind of coming through from the home run and it, it was kind of a story that it was it was crazy. Like King Griffey Jr., Casey and Tommy both came up to me and said, Hey, you're gonna hit a bomb here. I just have a feeling and I'm like, Okay, whatever, like I'm just gonna go up and try and hit it and then you hit a bomb and it's the rest is history. And I think about it. It's, it's crazy going back to it, man. I, <laughs> that I'm honestly, I'm really at a loss of words on this podcast, but I am at a, like, that is insane that you got to, first of all, go from a seventh round draft pick to a futures game MVP. Next thing you know, you're hitting a nuke off a guy who I guess hates you now. He, I mean, he definitely hates you now. And then <laughs> you're hanging out with Jim Tomey and Craig, Ken Griffey Jr. with the MVP award. And I just saw on your Instagram because I had to do a little bit of a late research. You got a Gatorade bath. So, I mean, yeah. what, what a day. What a day. Joe, Joe Adele and uh, oh, D.L. Hall. They both came out to me and poured on me. That was I know deal because we played we played in the Sally League and the Carolina League. He was on Frederick and Delmarva, and so I know deal really well. So, do you think that game was kind of, I guess, the same thing as Nate? Man, your coming out party. I mean, after that, that, that game, changed, it, it, it changed, changed my life. It, it, I mean, it definitely did, man. What a what a way to like take advantage of your opportunities. I mean, now you're the number two ranked prospect for the Rangers. You got an invite to big league camp here. You're, go, you're, you're literally – you're on the same field as Joey Gallo soon, I mean, when he gets back. Yeah. It's just – once you put this into perspective, man, if I would have told you this five years ago, if I would have looked you in the eye and I said, listen, man, you would be in the Futures game, you you get Futures game MVP, you'd be the number two ranked prospect, would you believe that? Would you truly believe that when I said that to you? If I first got drafted, no. <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 I spent two years in AZL. I spent two years uh, – like a half year in Hickory – and then I just got called to high and I was just doing me. I was just having fun. I was taking day by day and I didn't expect to high. And then I went and my whole mentality was I was going to meet a bunch of guys that were good players. I could talk to them, get to know them. And this would be awesome to have on like my resume or something just to like say like I went to the Futures game. But 
to actually hit the home run and get the MVP and say bye to everyone and leaving it as I'm a Futures Game MVP and my whole life changes to this kid in Arizona to, oh, Sam Huff, he's a number two prospect. Like, that doesn't matter, but I, I've been – like, people notice me a little more now. I'm in Texas. Like, I, some people come up to me if they notice me, but I'm, I'm different with my jersey off. I'm much bigger and don't look like a ball player. Sometimes I look like a basketball player. Sometimes just I just look like a normal guy. It's yeah, dude. Like I said, man. I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, and speaking of accomplishments here, uh, getting drafted, uh, being futures game MVP, being the number two ranked prospect, getting an invite to this podcast. Where would you rank the getting an invite to this podcast on that list? Like top four? Would you put that on the top four? Top four, yeah. No, I respect that. And like I said, man, we, we also make dreams reality here. And like, and futures game MVP. Yeah. And this is something now you can kind of just notch off on the belt. This is, I mean, an invite to officially yeah. an official podcast. And like I said, we're getting close to the year anniversary. So things are just all starting to come together here, man. Just like your opportunity in the futures game. You love to see it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. And, all, and I have a bone to pick with you. And like I said, I don't usually chirp my guest, but I saw this on Google and I, I, I don't know if I have a bone to pick with you, but do you wear a hat under your helmet? This is just some, this is a, just a genuine question. So I wear a traditional mask. I wear the Scully and the face mask, but I know Robbie and Jose Trevino, they wear hats under their mask. And I don't have a problem with it, but it's just kind of like, I mean, you already have the mask. So, I mean, it's all yeah, No, no, no. I don't know. For catcher's helmets, it's cool. I'm talking about like when you hit, like when you're the batter's box. Oh, right? no, 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 no. The only guy... I know I made fun of Josh Jung when he got drafted because he did that. Yeah, believe it or not, I've actually played call. I know I played Fortnite with Josh Jung before. Shout out Josh Jung. But I, there's actually a picture. You, we got to get this taken off the internet because there's a picture of you with a, with a hat under your helmet. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. It's like you're in like a, you're, you're in like a Rangers jersey and it has like a hat under your helmet. I'll send it to you after this. It, it's insane because it's, it's, a, it's a tough look. It's a very tough look. Interesting. I've never, I never wear hats under my helmet. I never do that. Well, we got to get this. I'm going to work my ass off here to get this off the internet because you just hate <laughs> to see it. I mean, it's a tough, it's a really tough look. So I just wanted to bring that up. Interesting. I got, I got to see what this is all about. Yeah, for sure. And then I, I wanted to talk about your year last year in, um, in the minors. I mean, you hit 333, I believe, in Hickory, which is literally. Let me let me give you a little background on me. Your 333 average in Hickory is both of my year, both of my averages in my, as my freshman and sophomore year in JUCO combined. So that's how good of a year that you had last year, 333 average. What was going right for you last year? Like you said, I mean, you were having fun, but were you just in this mindset where I'm gonna mash every single baseball that comes my way? Yeah, so I actually, I actually was to a point where I wanted to do me. I was going back to – I was – I mean, I wasn't happy about it, but at the same time I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to have fun with it. I don't want to dwell on going back somewhere I've already been. I mean, this is probably in the long run going to be a better opportunity for me because then I can take advantage, get better at what I need to do and become the player I can for future and whatever I need to be. So – my mentality was every day it's a new day. I'm going to focus on today. I won't focus on tomorrow or the yesterday or the day before that. I want to focus on right now. So I'd come to the field. I'd put my work in. I'd have a smile. I'd have fun. I'd be with the guys. If I went over or if I went five for five, I always left the field with a smile. And then 
once I got to my apartment where I was living, I didn't watch baseball. I just watched Netflix or I was watching Game of Thrones at the time when it was still going. And it's it, it changed me as a, a player because it showed me that I don't need to focus on every little thing. I can just play. Yeah, no, it's just it just I always kind of wonder about that. Like I said, we were an off-field podcast, but it's just sometimes cool to hear just to hear what a guy's thought is when he's so dialed in like you were. I mean, 333 average, and I know, like you said, it kind of sucks going back to Hickory because you were already there, I believe, a couple years ago or the year before. It's definitely a shitty bounce, but sometimes teams do that as like a test to see the mindset you have going into it. Some people can just shut off, right? I mean, some people can literally just say, fuck this. I like what a joke I, I want to trade or I don't want to be here anymore yeah. with this organization. You kind of took advantage of it and now it paid off, man. I mean, you get the invite to big league camp, which is insane because I believe you're 20, right? Or yeah, I'm, I'm actually 22. You're 22. Sorry. You're 22. So you, I, you're still young. It's just incredible, man. And you said you, you have games where you go five for five. Let's pump your tires here. What's the best game that you had last year? Like a game where the baseball looked like a beach ball to you. I was four for four with two home runs and two doubles. Holy shit. So what, so that was, where, where was this? Give us a little storyline, a little setting. So it was, it was actually the day before I got called up. I was a month into it and I had like 12 bombs and like I was a 333 average. And so I was, it was against Asheville and the pitchers, they, like I've, I faced these guys like, two times and like I was known for I had like 12 bombs in a month so everyone's talking about it and every time I literally they threw a ball up there I wasn't gonna miss it so the first AB I was down 0-2 they threw a curveball hit up the middle and I burned the center fielder and then got a double out of it next step at the kid tried to blow by a fastball and I hit dead center then I hit a double down the line off another curveball and then this other kid threw a hang curveball and I hit dead center and that night, we lost, actually, that game. We tied it, and then they won it in extras, and I was DHing. And so I, I came in. My parents just flew in, and Hagen, our uh, skip, calls me. And he's like, hey, Sam, come here. Like, I just finished showering. I got out. I walked in. He's like, hey. I was like, hey, what's up? And I thought he was going to talk to me about, like, game plan for tomorrow. Like, am I catching or am I DHing again? And he was like, hey, like, just want to congratulate you. You're going to high. And I looked at him. I was Let's like, "Let's go." I, I kind of was like, really? And he's like, yeah, like you're, you're moving up, bud. Like you deserve this. You bust your butt you, every day. You come to the field with a smile and you never take anything for granted. You just do it. And I was like, I, I started getting emotional because those guys, they were, they're my family. So I was, I was moving up and I was like, dang, like I won't get to see these guys every day. Like I built memories. I built in a month. It, it was very emotional for me. Cause I, I, t- I, I love my, like my team. So I say my goodbyes. I, I leave. I, I get to Kinston that night and we're playing Myrtle beach and I wasn't scheduled to play. So I was, I was coming in Corey Ragsdale. I come and see him and he's like, Hey, you're going to DH tonight. And I, I looked down. I was like, I just, I mean, all right, I'll, I'll DH, but I just drove like four hours, five hours. He's like, <laughs> he's like, that's fine. Like, I don't expect you to do much. Just, just get used to what you're going to be in. And so I was like, okay. And I grounded out, I struck out, and then I hit a double down the line to end the night. So I was, I, I felt good. I hit a double off the curveball. It was first time being in high A. I was thinking like, man, these guys are probably way better than you think. And it's, 
like took me a couple games but I finally figured out like dang like these guys are pretty much it, it's what I need to do I need to be more more polished in my game so I need to focus a little more on what I need to do every day and how I need to focus so I come to the field do my routine and every time I go up there I just think fastball right center like I don't want to go away from that if if I'm going to be a good hitter I need to adjust on the fly and just be aware of like if you're looking for a zone you're going to have a a little hard time because you're thinking so much. Yeah, and what you mentioned, you, you, you've obviously hit a pretty good amount of nukes in your career. Uh, number two prospect, is that good? I don't know, you tell me. What's the furthest home run that you've ever hit in your minor league career? And let me say this, a home run where you look at this pitcher and you say, I own your ass now. So it's, it's, it's actually on TV. It's on MILB.com. We played Greenville, South Carolina, and it's in 2018. And I forgot the guy's name, right-hand pitcher, Latin pitcher. So he threw hard. So I was thinking he has, he's known for spin rate. I forgot his name. I think it was like Rivera or something. I forgot. It, it might be on the, the actual the video. So in Greenville, there's a, there's a green monster, and then there's this, like, hotel, and then there's writing on the top of that hotel. I actually hit it onto that, the top of it and hit one of the signs. Oh my God, man. And what do you do when you hit a ball that far? Like, were you just, did you pimp it a little bit? You had to, right? I, I pimped it a little bit. Like in the video, it's it, like I threw my bat down. I started kind of like slow jogging and then ran around the bases and took my time. But in my head, I'm thinking like, I just hit at the top of that sign and it's, it's, it's up there. And if you ever been to Greensville, South Carolina, like it's like, oh wow, I just hit, I just hit that. Oh my gosh. And so I'm, I'm running around the bases. I high five and everyone's sitting in the dugout. Like, how'd you do that? And I was like, <laughs> I, I was, I was pumped up. So I was coming in, like I was throwing, I was throwing like forearm punches. I was, I was high fiving and everyone's like kind of looking at me like, what are you like? What are you doing? And so, so that was probably my favorite out of all of it because of the setting and like the where you hit it. So it's, that's probably my most favorite. Okay. And did you get steroid tested right after? I feel like you had to. You had to just get a test. <laughs> What's weird is, so I was in last year in Lakewood, New Jersey. It's, so Lakewood's not really a good place to hit. Yeah. So it's, a tri- it's, it's pretty much like a AAA stadium, but the wind blows in every time. And it's not really, it's only known for the, like, down the left field, the right field lines to hit it out. And the night before, Curtis Terry hit a ball, a grand slam, literally down the line, up onto the berm, like literally halfway up the berm, like pretty much cleared the stadium, like almost cleared the stadium. That next day was like kind of like a mid-afternoon day. And uh, I was – I came up. I was the first batter, so I'm thinking new pitcher. All right, he probably throws hard because Phillies, they got some good arms. So I was thinking, okay, just be ready for the fastball. And I actually hit an, a right center bomb in Lakewood probably my favorite home runs after the South, the uh, Greenville one. But this one was like, I've never hit a bomb in Lakewood, yeah. New Jersey. Like you don't hit bombs there. So right center there was like, it was a, it was probably like it cleared it easy, but it was, I was excited when I was around the bases. Um, what was your high school like, man? I mean, living in Arizona, you know, I believe, you know, one of our boys, Brennan Davis, we've had him on. With, yeah, with the Cubs. he's a, he's a freak of nature, by the way. That guy's disgusting at yeah. baseball. What was the Arizona high school scene like, man? Because, like I said, I don't know if you know us. We're a Canadian podcast from Toronto, yeah. so it's just like 
I just, I just, I can't imagine how good these kids are in Arizona high schools. Like it must be just in, in insane. So it's, it's weird. So my, I was like, uh, at the time I was like, uh, there was one a two a, like we, we ranked it like different. So we were two, like, we were like one below, like the best, like Hamilton high school bash. Uh, we were below them. And so we, we were okay. Like I was probably the only one that went on to actually truly play baseball, but some guys like kept going like Juco route or they would just go to a small school and play. And like, I, I, I respect them because we still keep in contact. Like one of our, one of my buddies, um, Andrew Shiner, he's actually going to Cal state Fullerton and he's playing. So he's, he, he quit. He got back into it. Got, he walked on on Cal state Fullerton and got his starting job at right Damn. fielder. So it's, it's crazy. Like guys like Arizona people, Arizona baseball players personally are like, no one really knows how good we are. Like you see Cody, Brendan, uh, Jamie Westbrook, you got Scott Kingery, oh, Cole Tucker, Carson Tucker. The, the list goes on. Like it's – you don't really put it into perspective of like how many people are really Arizona people and baseball players in Arizona. And we, we do have good competition. I think it just depends on where you go in school and what area of talent level you are at at the school. Yeah, and where, where were you committed out of high school? So I was committed to Grand Canyon University. GCU, baby, we love that. I mean, that GCU is a very underrated school. I mean, I feel like that school doesn't get talked about enough because, first of all, it's just a great party school for the off-field antics, and the baseball field's pretty nasty. The basketball games get really rowdy there. Am I right or wrong? The basketball games there yeah. look like electric yeah, so, factories. Yeah, my, my girlfriend's actually going there, so I, I've been there a couple times. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it does. I mean – if they want to hire me to recruit, I could get the top recruits at that school. All you have to do is take them to a basketball game or a sorority house. It's just game over at that school. You just love to see it. And what other schools were kind of looking at you, or did you just, were you just set on going to Grand Canyon? So, I mean, so I wasn't really known as a, a top player in Arizona. I had to work my way up the, the ladder. So I, I was – I committed to GCU my junior year, and I – I was set on like I was close to home. ASU never approached me because they had Gavin Lux, Bo Bouchette, Reggie Lawson. They had all these studs, and I'm thinking like I'm I'm probably gonna have to be a walk on. So I said, you know what, I'm going GCU. Andy Stankwitz probably runs probably one of the better baseball programs I think because of when I talked to him, played ex baseball player, played in the big leagues, played for the Yanks, the D-backs, like. You look at him, and Stinky's awesome. Like, I talk to him. He's a he's an awesome guy. He still reaches out to me if I need anything, if I need to work out. Like, I still go work out at GCU and do my stuff there. And it's – like, I, I respected him. And as a coach, too, he does the right. So, I, I wanted to do it. And I would have been there with all my friends, like I grew up playing with. So, I was no doubter I wanted to go to GCU. And it's weird. As I came back from area code, and I, I did really well in area code. And I, that's when I started to actually get – on the maps for draft eligibility like being drafted I had uh Tracy Smith call me and I didn't know who it was so I was I was talking he's like yeah we'd love to get you out and see how you're doing I'm thinking like like maybe it's an advisory board thing like they're kind of advise me or something so I'm talking he's like yeah like ASU Stadium like we'd really like to do that and I'm I'm thinking whoa 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 and I'm, I'm like wait 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 could, could you say your name again? He's like, this is Tracy Smith. And I was like, oh, 
oh, I, I didn't think, oh, sorry. Like, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. Like, I, I'm actually really happy at GCU. I've committed there. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I crossed roads. And I was like, no, 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 you're good. I didn't, I didn't really know who I was ta- like, what I was talking about. So I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't really like listen at the start. He's like, no worries. Like, we'd love to have you if it, if it doesn't work out you're always welcome at ASU and I was like okay I appreciate that and I double committed to SCC Scottsdale Community College just because if I wanted to get drafted after a year if not go to GCU and just play the fighting artichokes man the fighting artichokes yeah. it Arizona uh Arizona JUCOs are disgusting by the way like the guys that the, they're they're really they're really fun to play against and watch because they, how much shit they talk to you about is amazing. And they don't give a shit because like this, like the schooling, they're not there for school. Like they're there for baseball. So that's all they really care about. Central Arizona could beat a majority D one schools. I'll take that to the bank. They, they literally, they want D one players to come either get drafted or just go to a bigger school after it's it's crazy. I played them all through my high school career. I'd play Central. I'd play SCC when there's there's studs there. So I'm these guys are touching 98 to 99, and I'm 15 trying to hit against these guys. And I'm thinking like these guys are amazing. Yeah. Looking back at it, looking back at it, like the JUCO route, I don't think people really understand. It's probably a, it's a good route for if you're financially in trouble or if grades aren't good, you can go play baseball for a year or two and be in a better position in the future to play in a, a D1 facility or be in the professional level. Exactly, exactly. And I did some research on you, a.k.a. your Instagram, and you have a Greece – I think it's a Greece flag in your bio. Is that right or wrong? So can, yeah, you, con- so can, can you confirm or deny that you're going to play for Greece in the World Baseball Classic? Can you break some news here? If the, if the moment comes, if USA isn't, is already full and if there's no chance and I don't have the opportunity, I, I would love to play for Greece. I my mom's full. I'm 50%. So, I mean, I don't see why not. It'd probably be really fun to do it. So, I'm I'm not really disagreeing with that. I think it'd be pretty cool. It's just it, – I, I find it hilarious. Like, when some of the guys, I guess, Team USA is full, and you just have guys playing for just these random countries like Italy, and you just see big leaguers like Nick Punto. He's playing for Team Italy. It's just it's, – it's electric, to be honest, because you're the face yeah. of the team. You're the big dog there, right? Yep. Pretty, pretty much in – Another thing is you get to work with the guys and they want to learn off of you. So you can tell them what you've learned, what you've done in the past, things that you failed at, that you can help them probably go around in their path to the whatever they want to be. And it's overall like the – it's just kind of cool to like actually play for your something that you want to do. Like I get it, USA, like if there's a lot of good players that play on that too. So if you don't get the opportunity to do that, you can always go play for – USA, Germany, Italy, like whoever is in it and get the chance to do that. And it, it'd probably be a different experience because you will be looked at more as the higher end player, depending on who's on that team. Or if you're on USA, then you get to play for your country. So it's both ways. It's cool to do it. But if you ever get the chance and you don't get the chance to play in USA, I think you should take it. For sure. For sure. I you're, You hit the nail right on the head there, man. And I, I would like to offer you here. I'm thinking about becoming a recruiting coordinator for Team Canada. I'd like to offer you a spot on Team C, man. I mean, we'll have you. We'll have our boy, Jamison Tyon. I mean, I'm trying to figure the rest out. I don't know a couple other Canadians. Josh Naylor, I guess. We'll yeah. just have a lot of dogs on this team. And like I said, we'd, be, we'd love to have you. You and Russell Martin will be catching. Maybe even, we'll, we'll throw you <laughs> at first base. We'll throw you at first base there for Team I, Canada. 
I played first base a couple times. I'm going to be okay with it. Okay. Okay. Have you been to Canada, by the way? I feel like guys from Arizona, they're, they're so far from Canada, they've never been. I've never been, but what's weird is I've always wanted to go. And so what sucks is our short season, Spokane, actually goes to Canada. Yeah, Vancouver. 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 So I was actually excited to go there in 18, but I never got the shot. So I was actually more disappointed about not getting to go there because I've always wanted to go to Canada. And it's it's crazy. Like I'm, I've, I know uh, Austin Matthews that plays for the Leafs. Like, you, I wait, him. wait, well, hold I, up, hold up. Wait, hold the phone. You know AM34, who is literally a god in Toronto. You know Austin Matthews. I, I used to go to school with him when I was a little kid. So you know him on a personal – like, if, if someone walks up to him and says, do you know Sam Huff, he would say, I know Sam Huff. See, that's the problem because I haven't seen him probably, like, six years since we – he he left to go play in Switzerland. So I was thinking, like, okay. Like, I, he went to Chaparral, and then he started going to homeschool, and that's when we, like, kind of, like, lost contacts. But, I mean, I don't have his number anymore. I, I usually, like, follow him on Instagram. I see how he's doing, but – I don't want to bother him. He's doing big things. Oh, he is doing big things. He might have to win a Stanley Cup here for my Toronto Maple Leafs coming in soon, man. He, that is insane, first of all, you know, Austin Matthews. That, I mean, it just the fact that you even were in his presence. What was he like when he was a kid, man? Because now he's like the guy that every girl in Toronto wants to have children with. Was he <laughs> like that when he was younger? He was just a normal guy. I think people misread him. He was He was a normal Arizona kid. I think people don't really know people like professional players that they look at him like, Oh, he's a God. And I think personally it's, he's a normal guy. Like he lives down the street from my parents. I'm pretty sure he bought a house. And like, I, there's one other hockey player that lives by us, like Lubbock or something with the coyotes. Like yeah. I hear them. I hear, I think he goes over to Lubbock's house a couple times, but I mean, Arizona people, we just stay in Arizona or they move somewhere crazy. Like, and like kind of like out of nowhere, like we don't really know, but, a lot of people come back to Arizona. You're born and raised there. You want to live there because it's always nice. It's always hot or cool during the summers. It's not really bad. But, I mean, Austin, he's doing big things. He's he's a good player. I always root for him. I, I try every time they come to Arizona, I try and get tickets and go to see him. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, he, he's a joy to watch. And like I said, man, you don't even – I and this is what I'll say to Americans. You don't know how big of a – superstar this guy is like it, it you guys have so many major sports there and stuff i mean i'm I, mike trout walks around i guess bryce harper they're big names but austin matthews in a market in toronto man it's like a whole nother you'll never see this like i'm telling you right now that's, you'll never see this man it's insane that's why i want to that's why i want to go to toronto and stuff i want to see how big it is because i've heard it's insane like he, ha- he can't even go out. Yeah. he no, There's no way he can go out. And that's the cool thing about the Blue Jays, man. I told this to Nate Pearson. I don't think Nate understands this. Like, when the Jays are good, man, Nate's not going to be able to leave his apartment. Like, it, it no. he, he, like because he's so noticeable. He's like, he's a big body, baby face. Guy. Yeah, he's a big body, baby face. And you guys are kind of groomed here because we have a little, uh, little rivalry here with the Jays and the Rangers. And you guys have a guy <laughs> on your team. I wanted to ask you about this guy because this man is the most hated guy in Toronto. And I'll be honest with you, I hate him. Like I, I, I'll, I'll be professional. I don't like him. But what's Odor like, man? I mean, he he was the most wanted man in Toronto for a long time. So, funny thing, I Rugi is awesome. I love Rugi, and it's crazy how I understand what the reasons of people not liking him and him throwing the punch and him Batista. 
But if you look at it in a different aspect of baseball, you don't disrespect Rugi because Rugi will hurt you if you disrespect yeah. him in any way. Yeah. And that goes that goes from his family to his teammates to if you just insult him, he will be angry. And I think he took it as a threat to the, the Rangers. Like he he he's a guy, he's a ride or die. He's not gonna take crap from nobody. Yeah. And and I see him walking through the, the clubhouse. He's always like, what's up, Poppy? Like, how are you? How's your family? He always checks up. And I don't think people really know him. And he's actually a really nice guy. He's awesome. It's just I understand where the rivalry comes. But, I mean, it happened. He It probably wasn't the best idea. But at the same time, Bautista did a nasty slide. And, I mean, it's both ways. Like, I think maybe one or both of them, they could have just kind of parted and just said, you know what, whatever. But Rugi was kind of put up with it and said, screw it. Let's go. And he threw the punch. <laughs> Have you came close to actually throwing bows on a baseball field before? Because in the minors, man, it gets – everyone has a lot of hormones going on. Like, you're living – you're eating shitty meals. You're staying in roach-infested hotels. There's a little anger kind of looming in your body, man. Has there been any close to, like, punches thrown or just a little bit of, like, a chirp war going on between teams? I think it's more chirp. Uh, one of our guys hit a – I think it was a guy on Delmarva – and I, I knew the guy, so I was just – I was like, hey, like, like calm down. I was in front of him, pushing him, and, like, obviously he's mad. And so I, I was talking to him, saying, like, hey, like, just go to first base, bro. Like, it wasn't meant like that. And later he the pitcher told me, yeah, it was meant like that. But I just <laughs> – so I I was pushing him. And at any point, if – I mean, I don't care who you are. I get it if you're, if you're a guy I know. But at the end of the day, I'm going to defend my teammates and my – that's my family. So – at the end of the day, if somebody has a problem with them, they have a problem with me. So I, I have to back up my family. I would think that would that would rise your like prospect stock if you if you get in a fight and just beat the shit out of someone. Like you're you're number one on my board if you do that kind of stuff. It's just electric to be <laughs> honest, man. And and who's the Rangers Double A team? I, I believe they have a really cool Double A team. What's it? Yeah, so it's the Frisco Rough yes, Riders. Yes, dude. Actually in- their logo is electric. The Frisco Rough Riders. Yeah. And Frisco, if you're listening to this. I mean, what's up? But dude, they their their gear is electric. Am I right or wrong? Like it's, they have the coolest shit ever. Their logo is unreal. We have cream pants. We got navy blue, maroon, white. Our grays. We do a lot of like self self promoting. We do like with the Dallas Stars. We do with the Rangers. We do for charity events. We do a lot of stuff. The Cowboys. Like we do a bunch. Like for Frisco, and it's awesome because it's like forty five minutes away from Arlington. So. That's that's where I was supposed to go, and I was so excited. I, I had an apartment ready. I had it all ready, and two days before I was going to sign the lease, this all went down, and I was really disappointed because I was excited to go to Frisco and be able to be around fans because I was in Carolina, and, like, it, it's – like, they people still came, but, like, it's – the fan base is big, but Hickory and Down East, they were – I think people misread that there were some dedicated fans there too. And I don't think we have season ticket holders, people that sit up in the front and chant for us. We had like, they had walkout songs for us. It was, that was cool too. And there's a way like Frisco would have been cool just to play with more fans. But you look back at Hickory and down East and they have like chance for you. And it just, it puts a good memory in you. And I, I really love playing. That. It's just, yeah, you love, for instance, man, it just sucks no minor league baseball this year because there's a lot of people in those small towns. Like, that's their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's all they really have is this minor league baseball team. They kind of are attached that with the hip and they look forward to every summer watching Sam Huff, like the number two prospect for the Rangers, a guy that's going to be in the show soon playing in their hometown, man. It's just, it, it, it's a shitty situation all in all, man. It's, it, it really sucks in a minor league baseball this year, dude. It's been tough. And I actually still keep in contact with my host family there and the, the people that chanted for us and had the walkout songs and kind of, they, they hit me uh, with hellos and how you doing like here and there. And I did a podcast with one of them and it's, it's fun. It's like, you go back to like when I was in 18 and this last year and kind of like back, like, like what happened and, sitting at home the chance to be with the family and stuff but there's a point where I wanted to play memories I had when I was in Hickory all the way up to now just it didn't on your mind about like how how cool this is really for sure man and this is this is my last question here because I believe you got you got big you got big camp tomorrow you got a you got a match baseballs maybe we'll get an update here on what you do um what's your kind of what's your mindset going into this baseball season? Like obviously you're on the taxi squad, but do you, is there like, give us a percentage here on the chance that Sam Huff suits up for the Texas Rangers. It's, it's difficult because as, as a player, I'm not, I don't really know because I mean, obviously I'm not trying to think about that, but we got a bunch of good catchers and overall it's we whoever's out there. I want to win. So if I'm getting ready for, if somebody – I don't want this to happen, but if something happens to them, which it would kill me to see that too because I, I love all those guys. Like, Jose is like a brother to me. Like, I, everyone's, like, important to me. It, I just want us to win. So, if I'm not out there and I'm working the taxi squad in Gold Arlington Stadium or if I'm in the new stadium, if I'm doing my work there, that's how I need to win every day because if I do get that call and I do get the chance to make my debut, it would be awesome. Uh, my family probably won't be there, but – it it would be awesome to get that call, but at the end of the day, Woody run the staff over there, and they they know what they're doing. We want to win, and we want to build a a team that every year we want to play to win. So I I think at any point, if they give me the call, I want to be ready. For sure, man. For sure. And I'm definitely excited. Can we can you can you add me to this list of when you get the call up? Like, just hit me with a text, maybe say, Johnny, we did it. Yeah. Johnny, we made it. We made it, baby. We're in the show. I, like I said, man. I mean. It was a pleasure to have you on. A little bit of a screw-up, me not knowing you were the MVP of the Futures game. But it's cool. You got the live reaction, which is even cooler. It's uh, my boy, Texas Rangers prospect, number two in their system, number 74 in all of baseball, kind of nasty, whatever. Sam Huff, dude, I appreciate you hopping on this podcast, man. This is big time. Appreciate it, Jack. I'll see you. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at Fish on a Fish Pod and on Instagram at Officially on Official Pod. Thank you. Mm-hmm.